0: Welcome to the Reflections of a Pineapple Gallery.
1: When peanuts are just not enough. Hey
0: everyone, Uh, my name is Brian. And I'm Nate. We are just two buddies who wanted to get together and start a podcast. That's right, this
1: is called Reflections
0: of a Pineapple Gallery. Yeah... When peanuts are just not enough. Um, fun story behind that name. Really fun story behind that name. Uh, main reason we're called that is we both share a almost obsessive love for the TV show Psych.
1: And if you don't, if you don't get that reference
0: yet, then you need to watch Psych. <laughs> oh, it's so good! It's so good. Um, however, this is not a Psych-themed podcast. Um, it's just that I'm Sean. Oh yeah, and I'm kind of like <laughs> the Gus to his Sean. Yeah, he's the Gus of my Sean, but yeah. Um, so, uh, with just a little bit of background about us, um, Nate, yes. why don't you tell people about yourself? Well, I would just love to.
1: So, um, my name is Nate. Um, I grew up in Utah, and then I moved to California. Uh, that's where I met Brian. After that, I've jumped around to a bunch of different places, going to college and, and other things. Um, I met my wife in Idaho, and now I have my beautiful wife, Jessica, and a little baby, Brant. I'm a part-time author, also a part-time student, and and yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: What about you, Brian? Uh, Yeah, so I am California born and raised. Um, As Nate said, uh, we met out here. Um, I grew up in the Bay Area mostly, but then we moved, uh, my family moved up to the foothills, um... And that's where I met Nate. Um, interestingly enough, the way we actually met is I dated his older sister uh, for a little bit.
1: Um, I know it sounds awkward. It's not.
0: Isn't it, though? No. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it, until now. Um, no, it, it was one of those, um, when she and I broke up, Nate and I had already become friends. And so I, I would always just go, yeah, br- we'd hang out. Brian um, Brian kept
1: me in the breakup.
0: Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I got you in the breakup. Yeah. Hey, that, that's a win for me, okay? <laughs> um, no, but Nate uh, and I, we would hang out with about, with two other people uh, uh, quite frequently, almost every day of the week for a while, and we, uh, things got, I don't know, we just became really good friends. We have a lot of things that we uh, both like.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it was it was movie quality kind of stuff. Like, w- uh, that'll be a movie one day. We just went on all sorts of crazy <laughs> adventures and get lost, get run over by trains, almost, stuff like that, you know.
0: Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man, we, we, we've done a lot over the last uh, almost 10 years. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the, one of the things that happened is through our friendship, we not only just shared interests of – entertainment uh sh- some somewhat shared lifestyle to a degree um but we just became very very good friends and our conversations that we have are just fun we we, we both enjoy talking a little too much um, yeah. <laughs> so i think that's kind of why when I, I texted nate a few months ago just saying hi hadn't seen him in a while um and he decided to not pester I'll just say he he initiated the idea of um, <laughs> starting a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, i I threatened him. I said, we're making a
0: podcast, or else? This is the or idea. else. <laughs> right. um, well, ee. so I, I had to say yes. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I, it's
1: just interesting because me and Brian have always been very creative types. Brian, Brian, he's a he does a lot of dungeon master work. He he um, directs a lot of D and D games, and he writes a lot of stories. He creates maps, and he's an artist. Um, I I write, like I said before, I'm a part time author. I write a lot. Uh, I've written a lot of books and I just, you know, we both love it. We love creating things and we're like, Oh my gosh, you know, we have to make this happen. We gotta, we gotta work mm-hmm. on this project together. So this is how it, how it was born.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, again, with the shared interest, I will just say we have, I mean, we both talked about psych. That was one of the shows that bonded us. Um, plenty of TV shows, movies, Oh man, we had movie nights like crazy. Um, Music, we both have a you know huge love of music. Uh, we actually started a garage band yeah. for <laughs> about, what was that, three or four months? And then oh, dude, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. Did, I mean, we didn't go did we, anywhere. Did we even have a name?
1: I don't even remember if we had a we name. We didn't
0: even have a name. It was just <laughs> y- you and I Look and maybe two or three other people yeah look us up look us up on soundcloud Uh, (laughs) the band without a name (laughs) no but we just get together with friends and um yeah we look at our myspace page it's it's great (laughs) oh geez oh geez oh that's taking it back but um other than that um i mean again with music we we went to concerts together just shared Oh yes, we have a. There's a lot of stuff we enjoy together. So we. Oh, the legendary want to Muse con- concert.
1: Yeah, one time we went. Well, that- we went on a trip to Utah to go to this Muse concert. I forgot about this, but I was talking to my sister later. Apparently, I never told my parents I went to the concert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't know that. I told them we were going and doing some other stuff, but I didn't tell them we were going to a Muse concert because apparently. So you. I, you I accidentally worried. lied. I I don't know if it was an- accidental. I think I just blocked it out
0: later. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, uh, not 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 like didn't tell them like you you lied on purpose, but more just li- I accidentally omitted the the yes. reason we were really going. I mean, because yes. we had what we we actually took your. Anyways. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Um, I digress. <laughs> that we, was a we, fun we trip.
1: That, all sorts of Oh, branches. my gosh. We'll probably, a lot of pictures. We're going to refer to that one again for sure.
0: Oh, definitely. That that may be a whole whole thing we talk about is that band. Um,
1: yep, exactly. But,
0: yeah, so what kind of what we're going to be doing uh, with this podcast is just we're going to have a conversation, he and I, about things that we like, maybe review a few things. Well, definitely review a few things um, like we will today um but you know share stuff that's the main thing we're gonna share stuff we're gonna you know maybe do a little creativity uh talk about the writing the world building the art that we like to do exactly i think
1: lots of people share similar creative interests but they don't feel like i I don't know whether they're embarrassed about it or they don't feel like it's it's something very useful we want to express you know how how useful that it can be and how much you can do with it and how much fun you can have and just connect with people that way.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree hundred percent. Um, one of the things that I do, uh, so I work in a mental health field, but, um, I work in graveyard shifts. So there's a kind of a lot of downtime. I just have to be aware of kind of my surroundings at the time. So I, you know, I draw, Nate said i you know I draw, I do maps and d and d stuff, so I will have my stuff out and I spend most of my night actually drawing and uh when my other coworkers the day shift coworkers come in, they look at what I did and they they say say they're impressed and i'm i'm uh <laughs> I'm not that good in my opinion i I mean most of my social media feeds are artists, digital artists, fan artists of other nerd stuff. And I just get really self-conscious when I post mine. Um, But all my coworkers say I'm really good. Why am I working there? (laughs) Why am I not a real artist? Um, So, anyways. Yeah, Brad. Why? Yeah. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because I'm not that good, okay? I'll admit it. No. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. That's kind of what we'll be doing. Um, Sweet. And... I hope you enjoy what we have to say. Um, hope you join us on a few of our little adventures, if you, if you will. And um,
1: yep, yeah. I think that that's about it. Yep. Cool. Sweet. So um, the one first one we're gonna do today, we're gonna talk about Aquaman the movie.
0: Yeah, Aquaman came out just over a month ago, um, near the end of December. Um. So. Quick Aquaman story of the superhero, um, portrayed by Jason Momoa, as he had in Batman v Superman as well, um, and apparently this one's <clears throat> supposed to take place a year after that.
1: Oh, is that how long uh, it was? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That it didn't really specify it. Later. Just yeah, just afterwards. Y- you know, I have a couple things that I'll talk about with that. <laughs> um, not only the did they not I... specify that, but th- where did he? Where did his costume go?
1: <laughs> okay. You notice
0: that? Yeah, yeah. It's fine. We'll we'll get
1: to that in a second.
0: But we'll, we'll get to that
1: first of all. I, I was wondering, Brian, did did you like the movie?
0: Yeah. Um. I did. I really did, actually. Um. It wasn't the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Um. But it was. It's probably the most comic book movie I've ever seen. Uh huh. Well, yeah. Um. Elaborate. Elaborate. Okay, watching the movie, um, I enjoyed the whole time. Um, there were questions that arose. We'll go into that. But um, the main thing is, it actually felt like I was. It was a comic book. Uh-huh. You know, it was a f- it was fantastical, and it was it was lighthearted in parts. It was serious in parts, um, but it was also um, it was so over the top in a pos- in a good way uh-huh. that it was like, okay, yeah, this is a comic book. This is from a comic book. You can tell. Um, it didn't have the weird comic book feel of like the first Hulk movie which came out a long time ago. Oh yeah with, with the different Banner.
1: like panels and you're like
0: what is going on? <laughs> yeah yeah like that was like oh, it's a comic book so we're gonna make it a comic book I'm like eh,
1: yeah eh. it doesn't quite translate very well into the, the movie medium.
0: No, but um, this one itself it just felt.
1: Like, yeah, just like the atmosphere, maybe aesthetically, mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah, yeah, I agree, that's a good point. Yeah, awesome. um, what about you? Did you like it? I, I did overall, I did like it. Um, one of my main complaints was how corny it was, but yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point, isn't that what you know, <laughs> superheroes <laughs> are? You know, <laughs> oh, big time, and the, their origins, you know, when he, superheroes started, they were, they were extremely corny, and it was just all about you know. Do-gooders, you know, doing the right thing, and you know, really cheesy dialogue and blah blah blah. So <laughs> I guess, I guess, yeah. My complaint is kind of silly because they're adhering to comics closer by doing well, that. So
0: I, I will say this: it wasn't as cheesy as the Super Friends TV show that featured <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, I've, I've never even, I never even saw it. So,
0: oh man. Well, I mean, I just always remember. There's an episode of Big Bang Theory where they're all going to dress up for Halloween. And it's, uh, it's the four nerds. And um, they all dress up as the Flash. But they're like, all right, fine. Since the Flash is the best, none of us can dress as the Flash. And so they all dress as someone else. And Raj walks in wearing Aquaman. And his whole complaint the entire movie is, man, I don't want to be... Uh, or the whole episode is, I don't want to be Aquaman. Aquaman sucks. <laughs> and that that was kind of the whole kind of joke Uh for a long time about aquaman yeah that he was like the worst one yeah his powers weren't that good and then you watch this movie and you're like oh yeah he's actually pretty cool (laughs) he's really cool and again i i had a very
1: ant-man sort of reaction to this movie because when when ant-man was first coming out i mean marvel was in pretty good swing by then but i Mm -hmm. was still very cynical i was just like how do you make a superhero called Ant-Man cool. I was just like, this oh, is going to suck. I watched it. I was it and worried. I, I, I loved that movie. It was so good. Yeah. And they it's just so kind of, they just kind of owned it. And I think DC kind of, you know, kind of took that same idea. They, they just kind of owned it a bit. I mean, Jason Momoa's, um, uh, yeah, he's pretty cool. He's pretty more, a little <laughs> more, I like to use the word gritty. I, I don't know if Brian likes that, but yeah, I, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought he yeah, gave I, it a kind of cool, Cool I think Batman's
0: more I think Batman's more gritty um it's that whole like oh I'm dark <laughs> I'm Batman but I would say it's a gritty, Jason not Momoa... grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> well Jason Momoa brings a rough around the edges uh a portrayal of Aquaman not the toe the line goody two shoes hey everyone we're superheroes we need to do the right thing he's all like I
1: mean, yeah, I'm really glad they didn't go with that typical image of you know, you know, strong jawline, blonde hair sort of look. I just feel like that would have not gone over super well.
0: No, no, you know, I, I agree with you. Be, um, bearded
1: Jason Momoa, I was like, yes, 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 mm, yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, yeah, he, he was perfect for the role. Oh, I agree, um, yeah,
1: I think we both agree on that. Jason Momoa was definitely one of the main highlights and one of the reasons the movie worked so well,
0: yeah. He was also the highlight of um, the Justice League movie, which I do not want to go into too much outside of him being one of the best parts.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was worried about Jason Momoa because he, he's usually the guy who like kind of steals the show. He's off to the side where he doesn't have to do a lot of the main dialogue sort of thing. And I honestly, I think you can see him struggle in a few parts of Aquaman where it's like, it's like that. There's some exposition that needs to be done and, he, you know, he he's he's a grumpy Jason Momoa, so he's not gonna be your narrator, being like, "Once upon a time in Atlantis," you know, sort of thing. I thought they played to his strengths pretty well. They kept it pretty yes concise, and they they shortened the scenes like that, so he he would be able to stick to his you know his cool one liners and whatnot. I thought, I thought they made it work for the most part.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what about the other actors in it? What, you, what other highlights would you have?
1: Yeah, what's the let's see. Uh, there's the girl um, Amber Heard who played uh, Mira. Is that how you say it, Mira?
0: Yeah, Mira. Yeah,
1: she she was pretty good. I was <laughs> I was skeptical about her as well. I'm not very familiar with the actress, so when I was watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this gonna be like Little Mermaid as a ninja sort of thing? And that's kind of <laughs> what she was, right? But I thought she pulled it off pretty well. Um, some okay, uh, don't crucify me for this, but I worry sometimes about um, you know the the powerful women in in movies when they can't pull it off if you if you can't convince me that you are a powerful strong beating guys up you know it it doesn't look as good but she she was pretty convincing when she was beating everybody up I was like yeah this you know this feels cool looks good I thought she her attitude and her sassiness worked pretty well what do you think
0: yeah yeah no um I agree with you like that's actually what, another complaint real quick about uh, Justice League. Sorry, we're referencing other movies, but they all interconnect with the DC Extended Universe. Um, but you know, Wonder Woman the movie, Gal Gadot did a really good job, uh-huh. and it was a, it was a fantastic movie. She was powerful. She was beating people up, and it worked.
1: Yeah, she and a then perfect example.
0: Oh, uh, and then when you watch um, the Justice League movie, they kind of relegate her to a talking role. She didn't. She, like most of the movie, she spent trying to keep people from leaving the Justice League, and not super powerful. And here, um, Amber Heard's Mira was very much the story's guide, uh, the the Aquaman's guide into becoming the hero. Um, he, you know, she's the first to approach him, saying, "Hey, you need to help because the world's in danger." And he doesn't believe her. He's like, and then she. When a negative thing happens, she comes in and saves the day, and she says, see, this could be for the entire world. Um, and he's like, oh. So joins her on the quest to, to uh, find a magical item, which is the hero's quest. So yeah, Mira is a very good example of um, the quest giver for Aquaman, um, sending him on his way to become the hero he needs to be. You know, she's the one who tells him about all the problems that are going to be happening because she's in that inner circle of Atlantis, and so she knows. Right. Huh. Yeah.
1: Did you Did uh, you mean, like that role for her? Do you think she pulled it off?
0: Yeah. Um, there were a few confusing parts, and that's I, I, mainly a writing and editing issue because she would reference something or someone, and we're sitting there like, who?
1: Yeah. <laughs> who said this? <laughs> um, like what, I don't yeah. know. <laughs>
0: And then, like, maybe ten scenes later, oh, that's who she was talking about, or yeah. that's what's going on. Well, just from
1: a writing standpoint, it is so hard to keep up the pacing of a movie, but at the same time get all the information to the audience that you need to. Oh, that is so hard.
0: Oh, it's without not, massive exposition yeah, of, exactly. oh, here are the characters. Uh, like, Oh,
1: it's such a fine balance. You don't want to bore people to death with narration, but at the same time, you don't want them to be like, what the heck? You know, so. Yeah. Tricky. It's really tricky. I thought they did pretty well for the most part. Yeah. They, they handled that quite well. Um, yeah, like you said, there was a few parts where you're like, What but yeah. Oh, and going back no. to the timeline, like you were talking about the continuity, uh, there was a couple parts where I was like, wait, you know, like what amount of time is taking place here? Like the one, the one that threw me off a bit is that, Oh gosh, what's his, what's the name of the guy with the giant eyeballs spoilers, but who shoots lasers from the eyeballs. Oh, Black Manta. Yeah, Black Manta. Yeah, like the whole part where um, they give him the weapons and he's like, oh, cool, I'm going to repurpose these in a suit sort of thing and go chase them. I'm just like, man, wouldn't that take like, you know, at least, you know, a week or two, you know, to do all that work. And If not more. Yeah, and then we bounce back (laughs) to the other storyline and and it doesn't seem like that much time has passed, but it's hard to tell and you're just kind of like, eh. Uh, so yeah. it was a little shaky in the continuity in a couple places. Um, not so much that it like takes you out of the story. I think it was good enough for you to keep going, but it did that part, especially kind of threw me off a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, and especially cause he, and en- that scene takes place when he's in like, I think the Indian ocean. Yeah. Like, I think it said Sri Lanka or something. I'm not exactly hundred percent sure where, but it's like, wait, how did he get there? I mean, yeah, the ocean's huge, why is he out there instead of – anyways. Yeah, that's true. For,
1: for a portion of the movie, we're, we're cut away from him, and he's just kind of floating around somewhere. I guess he's got this, like, super special ship that gets him around pretty fast. And That's
0: true. That's just, that's one, true.
1: Of, that's just one of those comic book things where it's just like, let's not look at it too closely, you know. This is not a sci-fi movie or something.
0: Uh, well, kind fair of. Point, fair point, uh, fair point. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we are
1: being a bit nitpicky.
0: But we are. We are.
1: Yeah, sorry. Real quick, what what did you think of King Orm, the main villain, dude? Ocean Master. Ocean Master.
0: <laughs> um, I thought he was decent. Uh, good actor for it. Um, he, you know, he. It's one of those villains that you kind of they may, they try to make him sympathetic because it's like, oh, look what's what's going wrong, look what the humans are doing, and so he's like sh- when uh, he's displaying and putting humanity on trial he's like oh look here like trash everywhere dumping stuff in our oceans and all these negative things which to a fair point that's happening yeah um yeah that's a believable he's not wrong
1: yeah he's, uh, he's, you know it's funny because usually i get really annoyed when when they sort of have the environmentalist spiel sort of thing but i felt like in this movie how do you avoid it you know what i mean i'm like oh yeah that it's just the way it is, and it didn't feel too preachy to me. I was glad about that. They weren't like up on their soapbox for too long about that. And you know, it is a genuine motivation. Like, oh my gosh, all these guys are dumping crap in my oceans. Let's you know, let's go beat them up. And, you know, it's it made sense to me. Um, he he came off as a bit inconsistent to me because I you know they they were definitely trying to make him the evil bad guy. He would there was certain parts where he would just you know like straight up murder somebody uh and then you know other parts you know spoilers of course where you know then he he'd have a sympathetic moment kind of like you said where you're like oh let's connect with him and uh, those didn't quite blend as well as as i would have liked just the whole thing where he goes to the other kingdom and he's like you will join me and like no we won't and he's like stab (laughs) no you will join (laughs) me i'm just like whoa (laughs) i'm like okay yeah. Oh, and have I talked about his hair yet? Oh, my gosh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't. His blonde little gelled back swoop up into a fin thing. Ew. Gross. How, the shark fin? You, you really don't like that? No. For, one, for <laughs> one, how does he keep that in place? And for another, I just did not like that bleached look on that actor. I was just like, nah I don't yeah, know. He's yeah, usually,
0: he's usually more of a darker hair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I like him. I just, yeah. y- you know what the secret is? What's that? It's not. It's not actually hair. It's coral. Uh, oh, um. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, and man. don't get
1: me started on Willem Dafoe's man bun. Oh my gosh.
0: Bleah. Hey, that's a thing apparently.
1: <laughs> what in Atlantis or just no in
0: man buns <laughs> in I, the world right I, now? Yeah, I know. Don't don't remind me.
1: I am not a fan of the man bun. I'm sorry to those listeners I mean, who enjoy the man bun. I just I think it's. It's an atrocity. And once I'm once it grow goes just for you. <laughs> Please, Brian, never. Once <laughs> once it goes, once this fad fades away, it'll be like I'll d t- i will told you so. <laughs> we'll look uh, back.
0: Well it's funny about fads right now. Anyways, we're digressing, but things things ebb and flow. Some people try to keep the fad going, so it'll may always be there for a little bit. Yeah, but, I'm sure there'll um, be some
1: guy somewhere with a man bun, whatever.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, what about the overall plot? What do you think of the plot itself?
1: You know, it was way better than I was expecting. I went in there and I sat down. I was like, "This is going to be the crappiest story I've ever, you know, sat in front of in my life." <laughs> and so, I was pleasantly surprised. I'll say that much. It was no, it was no, you know, amazing prose by any means. You know, it was a very a very basic story. Um, you know, it's like we have this quest. Oh yeah, it's kind of like the hero's journey. Um, Something Brian and I have talked about before is the hero's journey. It's like this, um, oh, who came up with that? I don't even know. But it's like um, a basic um, plot, not not plot, structure for for an adventure story, I guess, sort of, or like a quest. Yeah, um, there's these certain steps you have to follow. or well, you don't have to, but it's a lot of people do adhere to them because um, that's where a lot of famous stories, you know, became famous and that's how they got so good star wars for instance george lucas he was a big um scholar on on the hero's journey he he was really into that and one of the reasons it was so popular is because he adhered to that and used those steps and it, it worked out really well for him
0: yeah um the hero's journey was actually um in a book by a guy named joseph campbell uh-huh. he um yeah he wrote a book all about that kind of thing he looked at myths throughout the ages other stories and found common threads and then published it you know and you know you'll have the the hero you'll have like a the mentor um who oftentimes may die star wars had that happen and that causes a change in the hero and uh forces the hero to grow up a little bit
1: that's right so when all the mentors and the old guys you really like the reason they keep dying is because of the hero's
0: journey so blame joseph campbell <laughs> <laughs> it's all his fault. It's all his fault. <laughs> um, For real. Though. And s- and so that's a common thread. Um, I think you mentioned one point uh, to me that Disney used that a lot. Yeah.
1: Oh, they they are very strict in using the hero's journey. They have all their story writers and all their people. They like study it. They follow it very closely. It's a it's a very common formula in Disney. And it's yeah. actually it's so, interesting. They started adhering to that. Uh, more um, at that point where their animations weren't doing super good. So they brought that in and they've been sticking to that very closely. And I don't know, their success has gone up since then. It's interesting.
0: Hmm. So, a common story that people seem to like.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Problem with that is all our movies start to sound the same. <laughs> right. But yeah, so uh, anyway, my point was that Alcheman is following the hero's journey pretty closely. Um, and I think it worked out for them. It's a story we've heard before, but it's fun, and their take on it is fun,
0: and, mm-hmm. and it worked. It worked. It was good. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, the there were a few predictable things. Um, spoilers. Kind of figured his mom was not dead, like yeah. they said the oh, yeah, right? <laughs> You
1: could see that coming from a mile away. You're like, she's like, she's dead. I'm like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> sure. I'll believe yeah. it when I see her dead body.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what she is. Okay, if you say so. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> And then um yeah, it was a uh, it was enjoyable. Yeah. So. Oh yeah.
1: That's I think that's the best word for it. It was it was corny, cheesy, really in your face, good fun. It was it was fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's already raked in over a billion dollars worldwide. Um and has some decent reviews. Uh you know, it has some pretty good reviews from different uh sources. I think it had a I'm going to double check it. Yeah, 7.4 on IMDb. Nice. Um, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, real quick, I'm not the biggest fan of Rotten Tomatoes' um, system of voting because it's a yes or no. Do you like it or did you not like it? And so it's a 50-50 uh, for everyone who votes. So it's like, okay, 64% of the people said thumbs up, and then the other percentage said thumbs down. Right. So I'm like, mm, I like the the ranking system of a, of a number scale a little bit better. So um, with the IMDb option, uh, Nate, would you have given it a 7.4? Uh,
1: no, I probably would have been a bit lower. Yeah, well, part of my problem is, you know, I write stories. I'm, I'm very picky um, about all the different elements. So I, I'll put it a bit lower than that, mainly just because I want to leave room for the movies in my life that are just, you know, I love so much, you know. So I, I do create it on a harder scale. But I, I was not upset with the rating by any means.
0: Okay. Yeah, I maybe it would have been a little bit higher. Um, maybe like a, I don't know, 7.8. Um, I thought it was, you know, again, I, there were moments that were really confusing to me. Um, but at the same time, I came out of that movie theater just going, that was a ride. That was a trip. Um, and, Yeah. I really, really thought uh, they did a great job with the movie. I recommend yeah. for those who are listening to go see it.
1: Yeah, it's it's been interesting for DC because when they put all of their effort and focus onto it, like you know, Batman versus Superman and Justice League, it kind of it doesn't work well for them. But these side projects, you know, with with just the one-offs, you know, they've been blowing it out of the park with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. I'm really hoping to make a Flash movie because the Flash for me, he was my highlight of Justice League. I
0: thought that ah. actor was hilarious. And I thought... Ezra Miller's awesome. I thought he he could be real good. (laughs) Yeah, he has a lot of potential. I think, again, with that Justice League movie, not only was it a little too CGI heavy, like in the wrong way... Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it's a superhero movie. It has to have CGI. Right, yeah. But But like you said, it was kind
1: of in the wrong way. It wasn't always very polished. You could tell they rushed a lot of scenes.
0: Yeah, when you have hmm. a human-looking Enemy and you CGI him completely. It's a little weird to me. Yeah. Um, and then you also have to worry about airbrushing out Henry Cavill's mustache oh as Superman. Gosh, <laughs> his that was a smile nightmare. just freaked me out.
1: I mean, maybe uh, maybe part of it was that I was you know warned beforehand, but the entire movie, I'm just staring at his face like ah. stuck. <laughs> I actually don't had some friends who were like, "Oh, they 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 did that? I didn't even notice." I was like, "How did you not notice?" Oh, it
0: was it was it was, a, it was glaringly obvious. It was
1: almost as bad as the baby on Twilight 4. I
0: don't oh, know. Don't. don't. Yeah. I never actually So I've never actually sat down and watched Twilight as Twilight. Um, at least the last two, I think. I watched them as riff tracks, which is making fun of the movie, which is kind of like mystery science theater 3000. So I've never actually purposefully watched twilight on its own. Yeah. The last two. Yeah. Which is so good. Th- I, That's good. I'm, I'm I'm glad about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
1: If you love twilight, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. I'm, I'm just, I mean, yeah, thank you. I was
0: like, I'm sorry that you're wrong. I'm sorry. Um, you're wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All the people who love twilight are just signing off right now. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I'd rather have a Lord of the Rings fan in here. So um, <laughs> We're not biased. Not at all. At, at all? No, um, no, not at all. <laughs> no, no. Well, but, and that's one of the things also, real quick, Like we talked about the effects of the Justice League movie, but the effects in this movie fit. Oh, yeah. If you know what I mean. I like, agree. It's a very CGI-heavy movie. Oh, it's almost cons- consistent green screening or yeah. CGI for action. Well, it kind of like has
1: to be there. Floating around underwater for a good portion of it.
0: <laughs> Talking. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Talking and stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. But oh my gosh, that ending battle scene. I finally, oh. somebody like cut loose on a battle scene. I'm so tired of these battle scenes where it shows like, you know, just a, a few hundred people or whatever. Oh no, they went oh. crazy. And it was a huge, epic, epic scope battle. And I was just like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I was like, about time. It was, it was good. Yeah. It looked awesome. That was awesome. really
0: cool. That was really, really good. and you feel the weight of the, the whole thing in that battle scene and it boils down to a one on one battle between Aquaman and Ocean Master, Orm, right? right the two of yeah. them have this epic battle. Yeah, it and kinda led
1: up to that, yeah. I'm uh, I'm was, super picky about my battles between the main character and the and the villain. And that, that one came up a bit short in my opinion. I thought it could have been more epic.
0: Oh, I, had a, I thought it was pretty good. Um, again, a little predictable that the mom shows up and stops it. So he, yeah. he does, he, like, Orm stops fighting. He's like, Oh, you are alive.
1: And I mean, you got and, your satisfying moment, uh, you know, where he shatters. his trident, just like he shattered his mom's oh. and it's like, Ooh, so cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you, um, one of those things that happens is they have these slow-mo moments in certain movies. They're weird and out of place. Um, Batman v Superman had that, and there's a there's a YouTuber that I have, I follow called Nerdwriter One, or just Nerdwriter. He um he had a whole video about um, it was moments versus plot or content, um, and it's like why would you have these kind of moments in it? And he said these the moments used in Batman v Superman were like these slow mo moments weren't very conducive to the plot it didn't forward anything but then in Aquaman I would say those slow-mo moments showed progress of the character showed something new that he either learned or changed and had a point compared to um just yeah, set super so dramatic, dramatic. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah yeah absolutely we could get into that real deep we're running <laughs> a little short on time so um that's aquaman yeah. those are some of our yeah. thoughts let's move on yeah. to the next segment in our podcast this is called shoutouts. tell us what shoutouts yeah. are brian
0: so our shout out section is going to be nate and myself uh sharing something or someone or something we like Um, Something that we recommend for people to to watch, listen, read, um, anything. Um, So, Nate, who is your shout-out, or what is your shout-out for today?
1: Okay, my what, who, why, when, where shout-out is Brandon (laughs) Sanderson. He is mainly known for his epic fantasy, and I mean epic. Like, he he writes books on the uh, Wheel of Time level, Um, and in fact, he was the one who finished the Wheel of Time series um, so, yeah, he's most known for that. The series I want to recommend to you today is called Alcatraz vs. the Evil Librarians. This is a young adult series. It's about a young boy who has a very strange talent of breaking things. So for the longest times, he thinks he's just a horrible person until he realizes um, this talent can help him save the world from the evil... Uh, librarian organization that nobody knew existed it's it's a load of fun it's it's kind of different from his other work just because it's like a hilarious comedy and i didn't think he could do comedy until i read it and i was like oh my gosh he can do anything what the heck (laughs) so that's brandon check it out
0: hey there you go yeah he's the main thing i know brandon sanderson from is his uh, mistborn trilogy and his um Oh, I'm blanking on the name of the series, but it's The Way of Kings and The Words of Radiance and Oath. Yeah, Palmer.
1: that's the Stormlight Archive.
0: Stormlight Archives, thank you. Uh, I don't know why I was blanking on the name. <laughs> but okay, uh, yeah, I, I know him mostly from that. So Alcatraz and the Evil Librarians, huh? Yep, check it out. It's lots of fun. <laughs> All right. Um, my shout out for the today for today is um, an artist named Sean James. He's a musician. He's kind of a blues folks singer. Um, Bluesy, folky. Um, and I don't know, he came out with a new song this past couple months called Burn the Witch. It's kind of a, from the perspective of the, I'm going to put this in quotations, quote unquote, witch, because uh, one of the lines is how, you know, he's not going to confess to false accusations that the people have against him. Um, and I just really like the feel of it. It's kind of a, a sort of darker tone, but then turns into this kind of almost Wild West feel. It's really cool. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, I first heard Sean James on the to a trailer um, for a game called The Last of Us Two, and a voice actress that I am familiar with, um, she sang this, that version of that uh, a song, and it was really good. And I instantly liked the song, so I instantly went and found his music. Um, it's on Spotify. Um, and, oh man, just fell in love with his tone, his music. Um, l- not too often do you hear something that, um, bluesy played as, f- like, for a video game. I mean, at least in my opinion. Um, so I recommend listening to, to Sean James. Um, God, it has a great feel, great tone, um, if you if you want to, so...
1: Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, ha- I don't know him much. I'm going to have to check him out.
0: I recommend it. Uh, that's, that's why I shouted him out.
1: Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, we are out of time. This has been Reflections of a Pineapple Gallery.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Um, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Um, give us a like. Give us a share. Um, yep. Let's Let us know what you think about it overall.
1: Absolutely. And if you have any questions or ideas for podcasts, go ahead and email
0: us at pineapplegallery88 at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys want us to talk about. So um, signing off till next time. All righty. See you later. You've been listening to Reflections of a Pineapple Gallery. Join us next time as our hosts discuss their feelings of The Hobbit.